0: name's Lee Henson-Hasty. I'm the Senior Director of Theological Education Funds Development at the Presbyterian Foundation. I do this with the Committee on Theological Education Joyfully, Um, and um, I host this conversation we call Leading Theologically, and our theological leader today is somebody, if you don't know him, uh, are going to be glad you know him. Um, He said a minute ago, um, unofficially, that he sees me, and he does, and I see him, and I'll say what What uh, he said to me many times. It's good to see you, and I'll say that to the people who are out there today. Um, Aisha Brooks Lytle already on the line. It is good to see you. Um, It's uh, you're such a gift, Greg, to the church and the world, um, to the Theological Academy, to um, uh, the MBA. I I, I see. (laughs) Now he, he, I don't know that he, he may have some basketball game. I've never played basketball with you. Maybe maybe one day we'll get to do that. But uh, I have a see- nice
1: jump shot. My <laughs> knees don't work anymore though. <laughs> I, 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 well, I've already graduated
0: to the set shot. So That's it. <laughs> um, I'll tell you the NBA reason in a minute. But just thanks for making time to be here. He's associate professor pastoral theology at candler school of theology at emory among many other things i'll say in a minute but uh, we will post his bio in the line um thanks for being here greg and uh for joining us there in lego world uh yes <laughs> indeed this is anaya's lego, lego palace <laughs> that's that's awesome <laughs> and what else you got there this was Oh, our that's part recent. of the,
1: Oh, that's that's she's got yeah. some Lego game. I mean, well, this was our our spring break uh <laughs> our spring break assignment. So I'll I'll keep that close.
0: Okay, that's good. Keep you, you we're, we're going to surf surf through this together. Thanks so much for yes, being here and um you're gonna get barbecue recommendations, people, <laughs> book recommendations, who knows what you'll get here today. <laughs> Greg and I met, I think is where we met. I know where we really became family, I'm um, sitting on the board together at the Forum for Theological Exploration, uh, a board we both, uh, by God's grace, uh, actually chaired. And um, mm-hmm. what, what a gift that organization is um, and uh, he is an author. Um, some of you know him by his first book with uh, Abington Press, uh, Cut Dead but Still Alive, uh, Pastoral Care with African-American Men, just such powerful stories. All of his writing has that. Uh, some will know by the nonprofit uh, Fearless Dialogues in the book uh, Fearless Dialogues, A New Movement for Justice, um, one of my favorites and i i I was glad to see i had this beautiful note from you (laughs) Uh, and um just and you signed it to me yours in the struggle which i love you know i I always remember that israel means struggle struggling with god Mm -hmm. i mean we're in this struggle together um and and we're going to talk about this new book too which is timely and many, many ways, but uh, just yeah. came out last spring, anchored in The Current, um, discovering Howard Thurman as educator, activist, guide, prophet, as you call him, interplanetary theologian. Yes, <laughs> um, and your anchor, and your anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. um, so, friends, thanks for being here. Le- uh, living wisdom of Howard Thurman. Um, I think you know this. Each week I ask the Katie Geneva canon question about uh, vocation, which is, uh, what is the work your soul must have? But I also always ask the Howard Thurman question, um, what is it that's making you come alive? And so I'll ask you, uh, Dr. Ellison, what is making you come alive?
1: Yeah, well, Lee, you know, this has uh, been a good time of reunion to to be in this company with you as you rock your baseball cap, (laughs) your untied bow tie. (laughs) Um, but there's a lot, uh, that's making me come alive today. Um, this morning I had the great pleasure of, uh, as I shared with you, working with my dear friend and mentor, uh, Parker Palmer, uh, as we, uh, did an interfaith prayer breakfast for the city of, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and, uh. To to be on this conversation with you today is uh, is energizing in a, a number of ways. Um, the spirit of Howard Thurman is is surely with us, and uh, Thurman believed uh, and actually lived out throughout the course of his his days um, a deep desire to build connections across seemingly disparate. Um, Gulfs or chasms, whether mm-hmm. they be racial or um, faith-based, or um, even uh, geographical. You know, you know the uh, research tells us that Thurman was in the first delegation of African Americans to go to um, to India to meet with Gandhi mm-hmm. uh, and right. to bring a lot of that wisdom back uh, to the United States, where he served as a, a mentor teacher. Uh, for for dr king and others in the civil rights movement. So I'm 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 feeling a state of liveliness today because I'm involved in these conversations uh, that will talk about um, you know issues that seek to bridge gaps and uh, and to to provide cover between the chasms. Um, I, I'm I'm really encouraged Lee and I'll I'll stop here by um, Conversations that I'm having with uh, non-African American friends about race in our country. Um, had a great conversation last night with uh, 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 an Asian American uh, family, uh, and you know, our city and our country have been hit particularly hard over the past several weeks. Uh, but the uh, the shooting uh, mm. at the spa with literally two minutes from my Mm. children's school. Mm. And Mm. uh, there are a couple of Asian American families in our community uh, that are really uh, more sensitive to these issues in in ways that they uh, are becoming increasingly aware of race and racism in our country. And the fact that these conversations are you know, uh, not just part of a new cycle, but a part of our way of being is actually giving me life because I think it will provide a better world for our great-grandchildren, Lee.
0: That's beautiful. I, uh, (laughs) great-grandchildren. That's, uh, that's a lot. That's important to think about. Let me just say on that note, friends, um, I think I'll just go ahead and say it. I think others have said it. I think Greg Ellison is a modern day contemporary mystic. He knows how to ask the kind of questions, the church and the world and people who think theologically need to be asking. And what a great question that you just sort of pose there is what is the world we want to give, not just to our children, but to our, our grandchildren and great grandchildren. And what can we do today? Um, And, um, there you are, literally, <laughs> minutes away from ground zero, <laughs> in many respects yeah. that you just described, and um, it, it, it takes a lot. I mean, it's a lot of courage, a lot of um, being centered. Um, you know, you were part of this beautiful documentary, um, if you haven't seen it, folks, by Journey Films, uh, Backs Against the Wall, this is about Thurman. Uh, Howard yeah. Thurman and uh, all star cast um, who were part of that that project. Um, it feels like our back is against the wall right now, in on so many fronts, and we're at ground zero. Um, and so wisdom like Thurman feels like the right thing. I I find I turn actually I carried around on my on my, uh, an ebook format right next to me is Meditations of the Heart, you know, um, and Jesus for the Disinherited, uh, and the Disinherited, on uh, Thurman, you know, um, landmark works. Um, what is it that you care, what kind of wisdom is it that you carry around that help you in the midst of this, uh, cri- the kind of crises, uh, multiple crises that we're in?
1: Yeah. Um... So I, I consider Thurman to be in the cloud of witnesses of my ancestors that live and, and walk with me on a daily basis. You know, Lee, I, I wear these uh, <laughs> ancestor right. buttons above my heart and is we've already Douglas? called we've already called the name of Douglas in, in our uh, reflection on yours and the struggle and, and you know uh, Frederick Douglas said, where there is no struggle, there is no progress amen and um, And so I think we are engaged in um, a struggle for the generations to come as I've stated. And so what what is um, kind of lighting my fire in terms of my my relationship with Thurman is uh, I think um, significantly about this piece that he has called Strange Freedom. And uh, you can find it in uh, his book, The Inward Journey. Uh, my students often joke with me that my my office uh, kind of looks like it could be in a basement or a kitchen or a bar, but I actually <laughs> keep my books in these drawers. Uh, but um, th- this is a book that I would highly recommend for right. those who are starting out mm-hmm. on their, their journey with Thurman for The Inward Journey. Uh, but... I'm pretty sure f- strange freedom is in here, but he, he basically says it's a strange freedom to be in the world and to be adrift, mm. to be unmoored, mm-hmm. to uh, to walk uh, the streets and remain na- uh, nameless where no salutation greets you. And so I think one of the things that I'm learning um, from this particular moment in time, Lee, and I, I recall Uh, a student saying this to me right when the COVID pandemic started and he was a student actually from Korea. And he said, Dr. Ellison, I don't need social distance. I need distance socializing. Mm. And um, there is a deep and inherent need for people to be in community, even though we are separate and um, separated by this pandemic in in innumerable ways. and people need to be known by name. Mm. So how do we create spaces where, uh, in our churches, uh, whether it be online, um, or whether it be through uh, some phone tree, that we create spaces of belonging where people feel like their presence, even if it's not physically presence, but their presence is valued and their life is meaningful. Um, we're, we're, we're doing uh, through Fearless Dialogues, Lee, this project uh, with the West Ohio Conference and it's a, it's a Lilly funded grant. Um, and we did some initial conversations uh, and focus groups to learn more about the, the kind of ministry opportunities and innovations that are happening in West Ohio. And I was really intrigued, Lee, by uh I asked you you spoke about these questions. I asked the question of our friends. I said, So I'm from another state. <laughs> and uh if I were to come to your town, where would you take me to find the most unique gifts? Hmm. And wow. who would you introduce me to? Okay. Right now. And it was such a, it was such <laughs> an amazing question. And so let me tell you one of the responses. It was a rural community in West Ohio. And the lady said, you got to go to our library. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like, you, you don't She was a Presbyterian. No like, she wasn't
0: a Methodist. Yeah. She was a Presbyterian. Oh, man.
1: She, she said, you got to go to our public library. And I was like, so what's, what's so cool? What's happening at the library? He said, or the, 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 the woman said to us, she said, well, the, um, the grocery store in our community closed. It oh. shut down shortly wow. after the pandemic. And so our library also doubles as a farmer's market. Wow. And not only is um. it a farmer's market, right? They, the, the uh, senior members of our community can call the librarians and they will fax paperwork for them. And wow. the library used their, the, their excess reserves to buy hotspots so the Whoa. kids could check out hotspots to go, um, to 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 be logged into school, and so here we have uh, a gift, yes, of a of of a, a, a of of members in a community that would otherwise be hidden in plain view, and so you know the question is, mm-hmm. uh, the people in this library setting know the names of the people of their community, wow. so sure. people feel moored and tethered. And connected in a way, and that library is really doing relevant ministry. 100%. And so, our question then is: How can the church partner with the library?
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, I love that. Was it. a then long drawn out. I love. No, drawn I love out, it. I, uh, I love thing. it. I mean, that is what living wisdom of Howard Thurman. I mean, helping ask those kind of questions that help yeah. other people notice what is coming alive. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a be- and then. I love it, and and then who? I mean, it's the librarians, and I bet there's there's others. Who is it you'd introduce me to? Um, I'm always uh, now now I'm going to have to change my tack. I always tell people, you know, I meet folks for lunch in their hometown, and and my thing is, you know, take me take me to uh, you know, just don't take me to a chain restaurant. But I think I'm going to start asking a different question (laughs) because I I like that one better. Um, You know, where where are their gifts? that you would, uh, you uh, I need to know about in your town and who should I meet? Um, yeah. Friends, uh, this is uh, Gregory Ellison, and we're talking about the living wisdom of Howard Thurman. And in your in the opening to your the book, I just love this so much. And she came and said hello a minute ago. Yeah. Uh, Anaya, you you write a letter uh, to her. It's so it's so beautiful. Um, from January, 2020 (laughs) Um, and you recall the day she was born um, and uh, that she she, she wasn't uh, um, you didn't quite make it to the hospital, (laughs) 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 but it was a Kairos moment. You pulled over on the side of the road and um, you gave thanks and her middle name is Kyra uh, as a nod to that holy holy moment. I think that Mm. feels like what holy wisdom or living wisdom for Thurman points us to is helping us bring that kind of, I mean, most folks who went to seminary know about Kronos and Kairos, right? But helping us bring that kind of wisdom into our moments to ask the right kind of questions. Um, In the book, y'all, by the way, it's an edited volume. It is an all-star cast. And it's an all-star cast because it's, they weren't just getting together to write; they were getting together to be a community you shared with me. Um, we're mm-hmm. going to post a picture, I think, um, of this amazing group: Patrick Claiborne. and you tell people you should know about him. Martin Doblemire, who is the he is the producer the producer
1: of the film
0: of yeah. the film "Backs Against the Wall," um, and Marion Wright Edelman, the Children's Defense Fund. Um, it's unbelievable: Walter Fluker, Parker Palmer, Luke Powery. Uh, Tyler Johan Sitt, um, who I love, um, uh, un- Matthew Williams, uh, Barbara Brown Taylor, Starsky Wilson. It's a great, beautiful group of people. Um, and you said yeah. many of them didn't even know each other before they got together. Yeah. At the Haley Farm, by the way, y'all. I Don't mean, I'm not making this up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that had to be just heaven on earth for
1: y'all to get together. Yeah. It, it it literally was heaven on earth. And, you know, um, you, you shared with me before we got on, Lee, that this is an opportunity for you to commune with good friends. And you told me that one of your conversation partners that's been on this show with you is Brian Blunt. Right. And uh, Dr. Blunt has been a longtime mentor teacher of mine. And he um, he teaches in one of his books about pockets of resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's uh, "Go Preach," the the book on Mark, where he talks about yes. pockets of resistance, and pockets of resistance are Kairos moments. And he he says there are these moments where uh, human uh, human action meets divine intervention, and you know something breaks into history, right. and the moment becomes timeless. It. It, it, it allows you to rethink your past, to envision new possibilities for your future and it, enli- and it enlivens you in the present. That is a pocket of resistance. And we felt that when we all gathered um, on the Haley farm in, in uh, I guess it was October of 2016. This idea to, to pull a book like this together came Uh, upon the invitation of my dear friend, uh, Bob Ratcliffe, who's the senior editor over at Westminster, John Knox Press. And he said, Greg, you know, I'd like for you to dream of a book and what would you like to do? And I said, I'd like to bring together some of my closest friends um, and not just on a page, but physically together. So that we could uh, envision what might happen if we wrote a book about the living wisdom and of Howard Thurman and how it continues to inspire and enliven our own uh, daily walk and what we could not expect, Lee, that this was far more than a conference. It was—it's was not academic. It was more like a family reunion, and mm-hmm. it was. Um, animated by our own Matthew Williams and Stephen Lewis. And we went through a series of community building exercises where we learned from each other and we shared meals together. And I'm not sure if you've been on the Haley farm, but it's, it's holy ground. Right. And, uh, and once those gates closed, these very public individuals felt like I could take off my mask. Mm. And so when we left, that time together, Lee, we knew that something unique had happened. And uh, as you stated, there were members of our group who wept wow. um, because it felt like heaven on earth. Mm. It was heaven on earth. Mm. Uh, we, we felt surrounded by angelic presence. Mm. And, uh, and I think that's what Thurman is calling us to do as we build community, as we wrestle with, uh, with, with life's hardest questions. Mm-hmm. Um, there is intergenerational, um, interfaith, um, uh, interclass uh, connections that we might not otherwise um, encounter, uh, but there, there needs to be some intentionality in creating these spaces. And I think that's a great opportunity for churches uh, and to do it around really simple yet hard questions: Who am I? Or better yet, who are we? What is our identity mm-hmm. as a faith community? Right. Why are we here? What is our purpose? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and a, a great Thurman question, one of my favorites. <laughs> and I hope you. What, I was hoping
0: you were going to say yeah, this.
1: <laughs> what? What must not? What could or what should? of what might, but what must, that's a moral imperative. What must we as a faith community, Mm -hmm. what must we do? Not dream or think or imagine, but what must we do to die a good death? And it seems like a grim question to ask in our country that is, you know, riddled by racial trauma Mm -hmm. and these mass shootings and the pandemic but according to Thurman, a good death is really predicated on living a good life. Amen. And I think this is a question of legacy that we must ask individually and that we must ask as faith communities. We're not going to be here forever, but how are we creating a better world for those who come behind, behind us, us by the work that we do today?
0: Right. Um Gosh, I can't believe our time is, is speeding by here, but that legacy question is mean, something at mm. the Presbyterian Foundation we talk about a lot and it's so important. And you know, I don't know, maybe you can, um, I, I'm curious. I don't know that Thurman got the kind of attention. It's by the way, y'all, the 40th anniversary uh, by Providence maybe of Thurman's death this week. There is a gathering, Journey Films is bringing together folks for a webinar. Um, this Saturday at seven PM, I Saturday. think Eastern. Um, I think we're going to post the link, um, but you can also go to the Journey Films website and register for that. Um, but Thurman, I'm not sure he got the attention. I mean, the Fellowship of All Peoples. I mean, the, he was at Morehouse. He was at um, uh, he he was Boston. he was a dean Boston at University. Boston University, where the center Howard Thurman Center is. It continues. Mm-hmm. Um, was he recognized in his time for the kind of gifts that he brought, do you think? Or has it been um, afterwards? I mean, w- w- you know, that, that's the thing. I think there's a lot of folks who don't, they, they think, well, I'm not really doing that much. But in 2030, 40 years, people can say, well, but you left this legacy. I mean, you may not be Howard Thurman, but you'll be Gregory Ellison or you'll be whatever yeah. your name is.
1: Um, was he recognized yeah. in his time? I think he was recognized, but he was uh, he was an anomaly. Yeah, right, right? Um, right. You know the the in the the backs against the wall film, um, Reverend Doctor Otis Moss II says uh, Trinity you know, UCC mm-hmm. at Trinity UCC. He said, you know, well, we were looking for a Moses, <laughs> and we got a mystic. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know Thurman. Thurman had this authority Mm -hmm. as a, as a, as a religious thinker and very much respected and well-regarded. Right. Uh, In the sense that Dr. King, you know, had his dog-eared copy of Jesus and the disinherited that he carried with him everywhere. You know, uh, when, when Dr. King uh, was stabbed in, in Chicago, Thurman was at his bedside. Wow. When, 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 when Doctor, when Doctor King was at Boston University, right? Um, uh, uh, Doctor King would go to Thurman's house, and they would listen to Jackie Robinson play baseball on the radio. <laughs> and so, Doctor King oh. knew who Thurman was, and so did folks like Benjamin Elijah Mays and uh, Jesse Jackson. But he was also known nationally, mm-hmm. right? Because Life Magazine in 1953 voted him as one of the most influential religious leaders, 12 most influential leaders, religious leaders in the country. In 1953, this is a black man. Wow. Alongside William Sloan Coffin and Billy Graham and others. So he was recognized, but people didn't know what to do with Right. Him. They didn't. <laughs> I mean, and we're still working on that. <laughs> He did not fit into the box. Was he right. an activist? Was he a um, was he a scholar? Right, because he yeah. wrote, but he didn't write the kind of books that scholars write. Right. But is he a preacher? But he does not hoop like black preachers that we know. Um, he didn't have the long kind of southern drawl. Right. You know, he he punctuated his sermons with long pauses and silence. <laughs> You know, it, it, he was just, a, he was an odd guy. And I think that's why I like him. Cause I've been a strange guy my whole life. And, uh, strange, Strangely good. Well, you, you know, it's, it, this is, this is a, a funny thing. Uh, my, <laughs> the, I often joke that the reason why I knew I had to marry uh, Antoinette, my wife, is because she said, Greg, you're not strange. You're unique. And so uh, at at that moment, I knew it was something special, but I think Howard Thurman wrestled with his uniqueness Mm, since he was a child. You Mm. know, he went and stood on the shores of Daytona Beach as storms rolled in. Mm -hmm. He talked to the oak tree in his front yard. (laughs) I mean, he was a different kind of guy. And for me, um, being one of those kids who was kicked out of Sunday school <laughs> for asking too many questions, um, he became a confidant mm. um, because in the presence of his written and oral work, I didn't feel quite as strange anymore
0: mm. Oh gosh, that beautiful makes me tear up <laughs> to think about. Yeah. Friends, yeah, i I special, wish man. I wish we could uh, keep going, um, because we're just getting started. I think feel like, and I'll just say the same about you. You are unique. I mean, you are you a nonprofit leader with fearless dialogues? Yes. Are you a professor? Yes yeah but that's not all of you are you an author yes and no are you an activist yes no (laughs) an educator an activist a guide a mystic um a friend um a husband a dad um a leader um you are so many things and a real gift to the world i wanted to tell you someday i want to take you sailing i want to go to that baseball game with you Uh, oh yeah man but I keep thinking about sailing and I want to teach you uh, the art of heave to. Do you know about that?
1: I've never heard of heave to.
0: So, if you don't have an anchor, you got to know how to heave to because you can make that sailboat just stand alone without moving in the middle of a storm. It's how experienced sailors weather storms in the middle of an ocean. Um, and I want to say, you. Have been a partner with me in the heave too and things have been tumultuous in my life and others uh to be uh, that partner sailor and um thank you so much for all that you do and who you are um and and blessings on your work um i know you're working on this leadership development and howard thurman folks get ready um (laughs) i mean you can see a lot of that already in the works that that you've done but um Please take note, learn more about uh, Greg. And I'd love for you to send us off with a benediction uh, in just a moment. Let me invite everyone back in two weeks on the 21st of April. I have a guest, um, used to live in Atlanta too, but now in Nashville at Vanderbilt Divinity, um, the Reverend, uh, uh laura heifetz uh will be with oh her. man <laughs> she's she's awesome she's uh y'all
1: gotta see laura man uh,
0: <laughs> she she's deep uh, water right start reading her start reading her social media now um and mm-hmm. uh she'll be talking about a book she's helped co-edit uh, and revise on race in, in america so please join us yeah. for that conversation wow. so greg um would you, would you send us away? Um, and thanks everyone for joining us
1: today. Yeah, uh, Lee, I, I wanna thank you. Um, uh, he too is a new metaphor for me. Um, but I wanna, I wanna thank you for being a good teacher and friend. Uh, Lee was my predecessor uh, before I, I chaired the board at FTE and he coached me through. Um, and so thank you for your graciousness, your friendship Mm, uh, for being a good teacher and friend to me, friends and, and uh, as a, as a benediction, I'd like to read these words from uh, Dr. Howard Thurman as we approach the fortieth 40th, fortieth um, 40th anniversary of his passing. Look well to the growing edge. Mm. All around us, worlds are dying. And new worlds are being born all around us. Life is dying and life is being born. The fruit ripens on the tree. The roots are silently at work in the darkness of the earth against the time where there shall be new leaves. Fresh blossoms, green fruit. Such is the growing edge. It is the extra breath from the exhausted lung. The one more thing to try when all else has failed, the upward reach of life when weariness closes in upon every endeavor. This is the basis of hope in the moments of despair and the the incentive to carry on when times are out of joint and people have lost their reason, the source of confidence when worlds crash and dreams whiten into ash. Mm the birth of the child life's most dramatic answer to death this is the growing edge incarnate look well my friends to the growing edge God bless you on your journey
0: Mm, Amen, Amen Hallelujah, that feels like (laughs) Eastertide and thanks again, thanks everyone for being here, we'll look forward to seeing you soon